Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth I am Maya Tiwari Reclaiming the Masculine for all awakened males We are pioneers of a new movement of conscious, evolving, open-hearted persons defying the old paradigms and binaries awakened enough to walk beside each other as we change the world forever. I want to help men to remember that there was a time, there was a time when you were free. When the noble Shiva voices rang out like nightingales, Shiva here being the Sanskrit word, for primordial male, one of the meanings of Shiva. When your noble primordial male voices rang out like nightingales against the tremors of a Palladian welkin, I wish to open your eyes to a gruesome reality in which you have been encapsulated, your voice shredded in a prowess tamped down to a lower level, your vigor and vitality misdirected. All of these realities are entwined neatly in the physical and psychological images that were created for you. From the Victorian straitjacket of fashion that you have been conned into wearing, to the ties around your necks, the ties that were perfected from the noose by which we lawlessly hung our prejudices and biases. And that's how I look at the idea of a tie around our neck. Patriarchy. This ominous power is as much against the rights and wellness of men as they are against women's sanity, a continuing detriment to the sentiment and the sentient progress of our humanity. As a male, you once sang and tweeted like a beautiful nightingale that proudly advertised your primordial manhood, your dedication to beauty, family, and joy, did you know that one of the criteria of a female nightingale, one that she uses when choosing a mate, is his ability to sing? The greater his repertoire in the variety of songs, whistles, thrills, and buzzes, he can employ the greater his chances of succeeding in wooing her. Male nightingales are known to be doting fathers. They visit their chick's nest as many as 16 times every hour, which is about as often as their mothers do. To recover your sentiency as a heterosexual man, and I'll be talking to the third gender and the non-binary genders as well in later episodes, but for now I want to address the heterosexual male. Allow me to take you on a small but meteoric journey 
through the evolution of the dress code. As a designer in my early years who pioneered fashion trends from my boutique called Maya on Madison Avenue and 66th Street in New York City, I recognize the value of what we wear. It is more than symbolic trends, fashion, economic stature, or social status. My creations were sought after by high fashion retailers such as Henri Bendel, Bergdorf Goodman, Bloomingdale's, iMagnin, to name a few. I dressed celebrities like Rudolf Nureyev, who danced in my bodysuits, and other renowned performers and musicians. My handcrafted cummerbunds, bows, and opera shawls for men were sought after by so many, and also by Hollywood dressers. And you can still see these wonderful designs being used and worn to dress male heroes in period movies. In reality, what we choose to wear express our individuality and should at any cost demonstrate a sense of freedom, enhancing your masculinity in the sense of its original primordial beauty, nobility, and confidence. It does not need to be an expensive wardrobe. It does not have to be defensively gaudy. It does not have to be awkward. You're not imitating the feminine, but you are resorting to and restoring your primordial male nature. Take the avian males, that, that's birds, for example. When as men you dress to claim your freedom and clarity of purpose, whether in full regalia or in a simple robe, you're untethering your masculinity, like the male birds who vie for the attention and partnership of the discerning, awakened female. When a masculine meets his true self, he attracts the awakened feminine. Dressing to suit his natural human masculine design arouses a new sensation in him and activates specific levels of consciousness that demand his full attention. He's seen, he's recognized, he assumes the powerful element of confidence and security as a heterosexual male. If you're looking to attract your feminine partner, your awakened feminine partner, we call the Shakti partner, it is imperative that you stand up and realize your true worth in this advancing new planet. You want to express your presence in such a way that the awakened female can see you are rising to purpose, resuming an unwavering stoic presence, reclaiming your warrior spirit, your stability, your transparency, and your male primordial, what we call Shiva, consciousness. Homosexuals, transgenders, and other third gender men have been trying to reclaim their soul expression for quite some time. The way they dress themselves affect the freedom to be whom they are. Why not the heterosexual male? Isn't it time we stop emulating and being intimidated by the status quo, the symbols, and the worn scars of patriarchy that suppress your authentic nature? In some species, courting male fight each other and the female decision is made for her, but as a Shiva male, I do not suggest you engage a competitive fight for your female. 
a proven way for you to take charge of your life, your purpose, your confidence, and to attract your soul flame is to do what birds have been doing for millennia. You unabashedly show off your exquisite maleness, your mandrake colors through your dressing, ornaments, display, and purpose. That is the pursuit of your purpose. Indeed, a wise feminine partner will be able to glean your inner qualities as well. The requirement of deep molecular functioning between male and female is endemic to all species. The primeval Shiva Shakti magnetism. The male birds, we call them avian males, are a great example by and large of the natural beauty and opulence ferried by the male species. Heterosexual male can learn a great deal about mining intelligence and attracting their love partners as well as to be inspired to up-level the opulence and dynamism in their attire. Over many aeons, the selected traits of a confident avian male became amplified. For example, female birds choose their mates with superior appearances or antics. <laughs> the avian male mating technique is a spectacular event. In the air, Male butterflies flash their glistening iridescent colors to attract female interest. Birds can woo a mate by collecting and presenting pretty objects to the intended. A bower bird, for example, would pile anything shiny blue it can find to impress a female. The male mandarin, called Drake, is a social duck recognized by its gorgeous red bill and a very prominent white crescent which is patterned just above the eye. They have a purple breast and orange sails on the back, so beautiful. When the breeding season is over, the drake sloughs off its flamboyant feathers, showing less plumage. The important season has come to an end. We even have the story of the belted kingfisher, somewhat ambivalent about being invested in mating antics, like so many men. The kingfisher is the epitome of men who naturally have difficulty committing to a spousal relationship, so that is endemic in many of our male heterosexuals as well. A loner from the moment it leaves its parents until it dies, he may condescend to grant a brief annual exception for a mate. From childhood, kingfishers are taught to conserve their sexual energy and to use trade when necessary. Does this sound familiar like so many of our modern businessmen? As a result, the female tend to see them as non-caring and independent. Well, not all male can be. Partners, heterosexual or otherwise. Anyway, courtship is a low-priority event for the kingfisher. If a female happens to alight on a perch in a male territory and he's interested, he will fly over with the fish. If she's interested, she'll shuffle towards him and when they're side by side, she takes the fish and they mate in what would most likely be a one-time event. Okay, enough of that. This episode is talking about the magnetism of sexuality as a source of the Shiva Shakti existence that leads us to not sexuality, not attraction, but to awareness and to consciousness, believe it or not. 
at this juncture of evolution. The awakened female has no time to mama, rescue, coach, or wait for her man to pull himself up to the level of loving her. So we're talking about the male reclaiming his absolute maleness, his grand and beautiful appearance, his freedom to move, to dance, to sing, to be, to enjoy the antics of male like the, fe like the male birds do. We're talking about an idea, the evolution of the dress code for men. You know, from time immemorial, skirts and frocks were worn by men and allowed them to move with fluidity and freedom. Long gowns, full skirted coats, with or without embroidery or ornamentation was an acceptable fashion of men's wardrobe until the first half of the 20th century, until the Victorian period. We can go way back to see how we have been encapsulated in this uniform that have been bestowed upon men as their uniform, as their attire, as their wardrobe, the suit, the pant, the shirt, the tie, the shoes, whatever. We need to get out of this boresome prison and we need to restate, we need to take back that elegance, that eloquence, that absolute magnificent beauty in dressing for men. By the way, pink was always considered a beautiful color for male prior to 1920s when commercial stores decided to market pink for girls and blue for boys. But there's a long history here written in one of the chapters in my new book, I Am Shakti, which will be coming out soon. The Victorian period is a key moment in history that transformed the attire for men and women. The intent was to suppress sexuality, repress the female while holding tighter the reins on men's freedom. The era of sexual prudery and repression in which we dress, think and talk about sexuality was invented then. A man's attire became his uniform, a layer of underwear, under trousers and shirts, suit, tie, socks, shoes, whatever was the new, his new protocol. Malehood went under lockdown. Femalehood did too, but we'll get to that later. Victorian society was seen by the intelligence as sexual hypocrites, really maintaining a cover of respectable society over an understory of pornography and prostitution, for the most part. Our history as a human species is quite unique. The arc of time shows the many twists and turns in the development of our human experience, activity, and consciousness. Indeed, when we look back at the ancient era in India, we see the most exquisite wear for men. Still today, that is, it's been toned down by colonial influences and other incursions in India, foreign incursions. However, we could still look at the exquisite dress that men wear, their turbans, their serpic, which is that beautiful brooch in the, in the turban, their pearls, their beautiful flowing garments. Now we've come into a time in our modern era when we need to be ever conscious of our environmental needs 
and we need to apply a different set of rule in terms of what we use fabric-wise rather than killing the poor silkworms or 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 threatening and and polluting our mother earth with all sorts of pesticides in the harvest of whatever or use synthetic materials that just create so much microfiber into the atmosphere into our waterways into the ocean why don't we just look at the way of hemp fabrics and bamboo fabrics still some cotton mixed in with all of it and linen and so on and let us try to make this affordable for everyone where we can still have these exquisite clothing but women have no need to have further exquisite clothing they just need to revise what they have into something that's environmentally conscious however men urgently desperately need to change their individual choice of attire and that is what this episode is about the shiva man his costumes in time his costumes today his exquisite attire flamboyantly showing off his absolute exquisite noble nature his beauty let us not have it tethered down for too much longer at present we we need to really look at this we heterosexual men don't have to be concerned about looking like other gender men uh whatever this is all nonsense we live in a time that demands conscious simplicity the practice of ahimsa which is non-violence and that simplicity is connected to the grandeur and freedom of our past natural fiber and clothing was what humans wore when they first decided to cover up and we have access to endless fabric production beautiful fabric production processes that have been in use for millennia but for natural fibers which we can start increasing this brand new era is calling the awakened male to reflect and reorganize his personal character and grand presence as men who are awakening to a brand new era you are in queue to sum up courage and pull up from the glorious masculine opulent past let us redefine what we wear today does your present wardrobe fit your innate sense of the present jot down a few words that describe how you feel about whom you are as a man what is missing what would be a dream or a vision that portrays the way you would like to be to feel to move and to dress a vision that may be more flowing environmentally sound one that reflects your magnificent freedom and your ancestral bearings and your unique individual character in referring to the opulent past and its high confidence stature of male attire if we go back to ancient india even modern india you can see what i'm talking about we are meant to widen our perspective and to experience and enhance our masculine freedom in clothing this is my atwari and may peace be your journey thank you for listening